Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer, Michaels be live on our YouTube channel talking Notre Dame 58, Pittsburgh 7. Goolsby, let's just throw it over to you. How are you, my friend? The mustache is looking great. I wasn't sure if it was going to stay another week. How long do you plan no to keep the staff? Bro? No, was I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just, just rocking with it. It's kind of literally grown on me, you know? So quite literally, how was your uh, how was your weekend in South Bend? I've gotten this question a few times, and it was amazing. I'm still here, I'm staying with my coworker Michelle right now, and you guys can see above my my shoulder here. I got a you know little four horseman portrait here. It's it's an amazing weekend. Had a great time. Um, it was great meeting a bunch of Notre Dame fans. Um, Ian says uh, he met the man, the myth, the legend, Taco Bell singer yesterday. Yeah, I got to meet a bunch of Notre Dame fans. Um, I was kind of surprised that people wanted to take pictures with me. I mean, me, but uh, that, that was a, that's a, that yeah, was that's a real a cool experience, right? Good for you. Quick super chat. And for folks watching on YouTube, we will um, get to your super chats later in the show. Um, so please stick around uh, if you're dropping super chats now. But I did it. We, we kind of had a, a funny one that we're going to we'll pop on screen real quick is from Serge. He says, who is Goolsby going to be for Halloween and why is it Hopper from Stranger Things? And I, I, I think this is a you ever watch Stranger Things, Mike? Yeah, I had a gal. Uh, I go to the same gas station by my house all the time. And one time she was like, you look like Hopper from Stranger Things. I'm like, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I, I I see it. I see it. No, I'm I'm not a big Halloween guy though. Just me neither. I've never really have been, man. It's just never. Yeah. It's kind of amateur hour, you know. Not to be a party pooper, but uh, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I probably haven't dressed up since I was in my early twenties, and even then, yeah. I did so begrudgingly, you know. Yeah, I think last year I wore a Coke shirt and my wife my wife wore a Jack Daniels shirt. We were Jack and Coke. I think that's the most I've done in, in a decade myself. So I had uh, a Serge, buddy, uh, appreciate you. God, I should almost pull it up. But a, a, an ex-teammate of mine, he and his wife, his wife went as a Bud Light can and then he dressed in drag as Dylan Mulvaney. It was like that was a pretty slick costume. Pretty slick. So but no, I, I won't be dressing up this year. But uh yeah. if I did, I think the uh stranger things character it'd be up there 
Well, so you're getting compared to Hopper. Um, did you see the picture of me and uh, Sam Hartman for the weekend, Mike? I did see it, yeah. Well, I'm getting compared to uh, Lloyd Christmas. So, you know. Cut your hair, dude. I know. <laughs> I mean, you're on camera all the time, like 12 inches from your face. Yeah. yeah. I know. It, I thought it was pretty funny, but uh, just for folks who did not get to see that picture, um, here it is. So there's uh, our photographer, Blue and Gold, just happened to get a picture of uh, Sam Hartman with your boy in the background. And I actually was looking at Joe Walt there, um, and I wasn't upset. It was just kind of the... You know, it's always it's interesting kind of when, you see, when you see a candid picture of yourself. Sometimes you're like, and I'm just speaking for myself, but sometimes you're like, ooh, I got to lose a couple pounds or whatever. You know, I'm curious what, what you yours get? <laughs> When you see a candid picture of yourself, you're like, oh, that's what I really look like. You know, we all go through it. I mean, I would love to lose a couple pounds, but that would mean I'd have to stop eating Taco Bell, Mike. And you know, I'm not willing to do that. That's just fair. not. I'm not willing to do that. I mean, hell, dude, I'm wearing a Taco Bell shirt right now. <laughs> I forgot to pack like a shirt for the show tonight. So just wearing, wearing a Taco Bell shirt, not an ad, actually. Everybody's going to be remembered for something. You might be Taco Lloyd Bell, Christmas, Steve Taco Angeli, yeah, Steve Lloyd Christmas, <laughs> Joe it. Walt. Give me, give me, yeah. Just give me Joe Walt. Uh, Mike, we're going to dive into uh, Notre Dame pit in just a moment here, but we are going to start um the show talking about home field i know it's a brand that mike is vibing with right now and i certainly am as well and i have a teaser i think i talked about this last week but i still can't talk about it yet so we're gonna have to talk about it on my next show but it is home field the indianapolis based company and man folks they are committed to creating comfortable clothing and it is also officially licensed they have a fantastic uh you know line of notre dame clothes that you're going to want to check out you really can't believe how comfortable it is and ghouls can vouch for it their designs are fantastic they really went back into the archives especially for this old school notre dame um you know uh, shirts and and whatnot that they have it's unique and it's thoughtful it's authentic and it shows the nostalgia of your notre dame fighting irish i cannot wait to see notre dame stadium rocked out wearing their home field apparel they actually have licenses to over 150 colleges you can find that college gear for just about anyone um, that you know even better when you use the promo code blue gold 23 you will receive 15 percent off your order with home field check it out homefieldapparel.com remember to use the promo code blue gold 23 for 15 percent off your purchase so uh we love homefieldapparel.com here you know we love the advertisers where they you know they send us stuff and and you know not much better stuff that you're going to get than than homefieldapparel.com and I know you can you can vouch for that Mike. Yeah, it's great. I've run out of shirts to wear on the show. So, um but no, it it is quality stuff and it's super comfortable, it fits well and it's just it's they've got a unique approach to their to their designs. Yeah, and it it's so fitting for a Notre Dame too with all their tradition, etc. Yeah. So for folks talking about injuries in the chat, Cam Hart, Mitchell Evans, please like Marcus Freeman will address the media tomorrow at noon Eastern time. So we're going to save that. So please don't ask in super chats for injury updates because we don't have anything at this time. Please wait for Marcus Freeman. We'll address the media uh, Monday at, uh, at noon Eastern. You can find all the content of that at blue and gold.com. So Mike, uh, not a great start for Notre Dame offensively defenses lights out the entire game. Mm -hmm. offense is kind of was able to move the ball um drive chart actually looked pretty good notre dame didn't have 
a three and out until the, the you know the third quarter. So just kind of thoughts about this game. You know, what kind of your takeaways from it? Drive chart up. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't have a three and out. We we did have a couple interceptions to start the game. Yeah, you know, but hey, at least glass <laughs> half full. Glass half full goals. At least they moved the ball. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it was uh I think it was the slow, if we're gonna kind of label it, you go into halftime up 17 to nothing. You're you finished the fourth quarter seven to nothing. Um Notre Dame this season has kind of been a tale of two halves. Right, they'll play up or they kind of play down. I mean, I guess we've almost seen that. We've seen that quite a quite a bit. Shoot, almost going back to Ohio State last year. It's like you know, you came out on fire, you kind of fell off in the second half against Ohio State last year. So, um, an okay first half, but really came out the second half and just took over. And we've seen a little bit of that throughout the course of the year. But I think some of that, Mike, was to be expected coming off of a bye, coming off the big win, you know, a pit teams coming in here for a day game at Notre Dame stadium, but they handled their business. And even if Notre Dame didn't come out on fire, like they did against an SC, the talent eventually wins out. Right. And I think that that's kind of a testament to Freeman and the program that he's building is it's like we as Notre Dame fans have, you know, we've seen this movie before. And time and time and time again, you kind of like you, you lose to a Stanford or, you know, like you get into some of these games where it's touch and go and it shouldn't be based off the talent disparity. And it seems like the kind of the back half of the season, you know, a couple years into Freeman's tenure, we're really learning how to win games, how to salt teams away. Yeah. So I did the post game show with Tim Hyde. Tim, hello. I'm sure you're listening to my boy. Um, and we, we talked about the game for a while. Then I ended the show kind of talk about, all right, you, you, you blow out pit. Big picture, what does it mean? So I'm going to gonna go to that right now, Goolsby. There's always that like, yeah, but okay, you beat a bad team pretty good. Is there anything to take away? Did you like learn anything new? Is there anything like any signs moving forward that are that are good for you to you know that that you sure. saw on saturday night so what, what would some of those things be goals? Well, this, yeah because you kind of didn't i mean me personally i didn't quite know what to expect from the team coming off the bye and again this is notre dame again as fans we've seen this before where it's like some of these random teams kind of sneak up on you so i wasn't a hundred percent like oh we're going to beat this team by 50 points mike so but it ended up the way it ought to have against a two and five football team now two and six. My takeaway was you got you finally got a chance to see some young players. I mean, get some solid run. Um, you know, whether it's Drake Bowen, dude, played for like a quarter and a half. You started the game with out arguably your I mean, Benjamin Morrison's one of our two, three best players on the team. So you go into the game without him. Jade Mickey gets the start, has a great game, almost gets his hands on a few different a few different passes. Um, you see the youth and Christian Gray gets out there and make a play. So good, it's just like the my big takeaway was that you know we are absolutely closing that talent gap with your marquee programs because even when our stud first round pick, you know all American type and a Benjamin Morrison isn't available. You've got guys behind him, yeah. and you have depth, and you have youth that's more than sufficient. So that was yeah. 
you wanted to see those guys get on the on the field based off the way this game should have shook it out. It shook out that way. You got to see the young guys play and they look good. I mean, yeah. even Chance Tucker got beat on a on a deep ball, but it was like perfect coverage. It was just a, yeah. a better catch. Yeah. So, you know, as a big college football fan, I always followed Notre Dame growing up, but I didn't really, really follow it closely, closely until you know I started on this beat in 2019. Which, Mike, obviously, you know, you played at Notre Dame, but I would say you didn't follow it closely, close, like super closely until you started this gig with us three years ago, right? Is that is that fair to say? 100% accurate. Okay, oh, yeah. okay. So I say that to bring up this point. Where have you seen, like, like you talked about when you saw the Notre Dame-Clemson game last year that, like, you could see, like, oh, Notre Dame is right there with a team like Clemson in terms of, oh, we look better or even better than them physically, right? Mm-hmm. So talent-wise, where would you say you've seen Notre Dame improve the most? Because corner's the obvious one. You just talked about those dudes at corner, how deep they are. For me, running back is another one. Remember Jafar Arm? If Jafar Armstrong were at Notre Dame right now, he'd be the number six running back. And he was like the lead guy in that 2019 season. I think he got banged up a little bit. But like, would, would you agree there? What other spots have you really seen Notre Dame improve at? Um, outside of, yes, corner, tailback. I mean, defensive line would probably be my next. In, in specifically, Mike, this season, for whatever reason, like Al Washington's kind of like doesn't get a ton of fanfare. Uh, but Al Washington, I mean, that unit throughout the course of this season has improved dramatically. And then you just you know, again, like you look at a, a Traore, um, like the a Tyson Ford, like some of the body types that we're bringing in, some of the traits that Freeman's bringing into the building. I mean, those are guys, those are real dudes. I mean, you've always had pretty solid offensive linemen recent history. Um, I think the next kind of box to check, similar to corner, is a little bit more athleticism, a little bit more speed at the receiver position. But you've always had tight ends, you've always had O-line. I mean, the stable of running backs is embarrassing at this point. Corner, I mean, the the biggest one, the most impactful one, though, is, yes, is corner. Yeah. Even safety minus Kyle Hamilton, you know, like Hamilton kind of drove that safety position for a a couple years there. Um, And that that's definitely I'd throw that in there with Watts. We've had Um, some dudes. I mean, there's been some safeties, but yeah, I mean, it's just hasn't been the corner position for the longest yeah. time, save for like a random Julian love or whatever. I mean, it's been a, a wasteland, right? Yeah. And now in like short order, it's become a strength. Yeah. A corner who played really well over the weekend was uh Jaden Mickey, the sophomore um, from Southern California. Uh, and he gave a nod to his parents um, yeah. And uh, we also wanted to do so, Mike. I'm really glad you messaged me this. Like, let's talk about this. Um, Jaden Mickey's mother is, uh, you know, fighting stage four colon cancer. So uh, there's a GoFundMe that we uh, are, are popping up on the screen here for folks watching on YouTube, and I'll drop it in the comments section of this video as well. So, um, yeah. So she uh, was diagnosed in uh, February of 2020 uh, with stage four colon cancer. Yeah, I I wanted to bring this up and maybe we can leave it in the video description or something like that. Yeah, 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 sure. You know, sometimes, and I, you know, I can be as critical as anybody in regards to evaluating kids' play, et cetera. And like, but this is real life. And I was just, yeah, I watched that game back a couple times and 
who knows all the particular singer, but like shame on NBC <laughs> for not like, I mean, there's enough talk of their quarterback. Like we get it. He's from Canada. Let's see his parents for the 15th time, like no mention about Mickey. And then, you know, what, what, an, what a, what a platform the guy gets a pick six. He's honoring his mother. Who's, you know, she's dying. Right. And it's just like the, to no mention of that. Like she, frankly, it was like shame on NBC. So I'm sitting there going, you know, maybe our little audience can, make up some ground there. It's just a, it's a really shitty situation and good for Jaden for being able to kind of play through that. And let's just not forget. Yeah. These are all real people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Just drop that again in the, the YouTube comments there. So please, um, if you guys have the means and are willing to, um, that is linked there in the YouTube comments. Um, yes. Um, so yeah, moving along, Mike, let's talk about the quarterbacks. Um, mm -hmm. we've got a couple to talk about today. Um, I mean, Sam Hartman, this, this, this quarterback talk, we're, we're all, yeah, it's going to be a fun. I, yeah. You know, this is the Goolsby show. And as you remind me, Mike, sometimes, Hey, this is the Goolsby show, but I do have some, th I, I have some thoughts to weigh in here. Fire away. My boy. No, no, I want to go to you first. So, and uh, Hartman, 18 of 25, 288 yards. We love that. Same Hartman, dude, if you look at his game by game, which I can actually try to pull up here, he hadn't thrown for close to 300 yards in a while. So that was good to see. But then he did have the two picks. So up and down game for Sam Hartman. Any thoughts on you know his performance? The same. It's kind of the same as they've – I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like – I'm gun shy in terms of talking about Sam Hartman, but like going into halftime, he's 14 and 19 for 168 yards, obviously had two interceptions. His longest pass of the, the first half was uh, one of the one he uncorked to Tyree that should have been picked off. I mean, the corner rolled off. The corner's literally pointing at a safety, like you, you, you like go get it. Um, so that should have been picked off. So, uh, and then, you know, I think he had another, another nice long ball to Tobias. And then he had, there's a nice catch and run from Rico, which kind of pumped up those numbers, a lot of quick passing game, but yeah, I mean, Sam Hartman, I think at this point you're starting to hear what he is. he is what he is. And we is, when we say that he is what I thought he was going back to January, like he's not, not really a, uh, it's kind of a non-factor and be, He's a non-factor talent-wise, but then when you turn the ball over, you become a factor for the wrong reasons. So um, he played fine. You know, it's just again a lot, of, a lot of quick game. Um, and it's at this point, I mean, it's become like Parker did a decent job of scheming some some guys open, giving them yards after catch opportunities. But I don't think we're going to see outside vertical passing game until. You can figure out a way to get Braylon James on the field consistently. Maybe you know, just we need some different a different mix of abilities and skill sets at the receiver group. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's what that's what fans wanted with Hartman. Um, you know, we can't have the the, the turnovers. But I, like I said, I don't think we're going to get a chance to really air the ball out like everybody dreams of until you can get some more speed outside. Completely agree with you. So. Yep. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hartman is not playing his best ball, but it's also not like he's getting a whole lot of help in the perimeter deep game. Yeah. I did think that that was one of the better games that um, Jared Parker called. Mike, mm-hmm. watching the game from the press box, it's a freaking dream, dude. I can see everything yeah. at all times. And then if I f- miss something, I can just look at the the monitor, yeah. you know, the big scoreboard. And that angle is perfect, you know, sure. behind the offense. It was, it, that was fantastic. You, like you could have called some plays up there, I bet. I'm just thinking to myself, Jared Parker's calling a really damn good game. And I posted yeah. on the message board at halftime. I was like, hey, guys, what do you think about Jared Parker's game? Even though, like, what do you, what do you want Jared Parker to do about those two Sam Hartman picks? Like, what what, what is he supposed to do there? And there was mm-hmm. a fumble, fumble, I believe, too. I even texted you and Tim. I was like, hey, what'd you guys think about Parker? He's like, yeah, more of the same. Yeah, more of the same. Like, yes, formationally, but like, dude, like I, I thought it was who's creative, you know, who's mixing things up. Like, he I wasn't thought gonna reinvent the Parker the wheel. was good. Yeah, he wasn't gonna reinvent the wheel come out of halftime. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little boring is a, a such a strong word, but it's a little boring to watch at times. I mean, it's a lot of you know, inside traps, quick pulls, downhill runs. I mean, that's our offense right now. It is. Yeah. You know, you'd like to see – there's still some things that are strange to me. Like we ran a quick toss to estimate. They had like a tight bunch formation. And you run a quick toss to estimate of all backs into the boundary. Yeah. And it's just like, gosh, I'd love to just put in love and run that run that son of a bitch to the field, right? I mean, that's how I kind of like – there's some obvious stuff there. But, no, I thought it was a really good game by by yeah. Parker. And then uh, Angeli, 6 of 7, 92 yards, touchdown. Mostly, you know, in the when he came in, he played the entire fourth quarter. He did come in with the first team. Um, I don't know what Pitt's defense was, if that was first or second team at that point. And then, you know, at, at halfway through the fourth quarter, so second team offense came in. But – Thoughts on his performance? Anything to you know of note for you? Yeah, I mean, this nothing. He looked good. He always looks like good. He does. This yeah. is the this is the this is the first time we got a chance, and Tim's been pretty vocal about that in terms of like the depth of target. 
that Angeli's given the opportunity to actually push the ball. So we did get a, a chance to push the ball to a true freshman tight end, made a nice play, kind of rolling, throwing across his body. I will say that as somebody that works with athletes, like he didn't look the twitchiest to me in terms of like how he kind of lumbered out there and was able to do that. But um, that's one of those stealing floor conversations when you get into Angeli, Minchie, Carr, et cetera, et cetera. But no, Steve looked great. Yeah. Steve, 6'2", and three eights, two hundred eleven pounds. Um, yeah, he not, looks not, markedly bigger than than Sam or Drew. Pines. He is boy. Yeah, oh, he, he is. I, I remember seeing um, Buckner, Pine, and Jelly last year. Um, and was it last year? Was it this year? Last year? I don't know. I went up to a practice one of these Augusts. Um, well, it would have been this year. Whatever it was. And Angeli was the biggest quarterback. He's been the biggest quarterback both years. But here's so here's my take. I see a lot of this when Angeli's coming in as well. Angeli, we trust. Big Mike Singer loves it. And then when Angeli comes in and I think it was at Central Michigan game where he looked a little bit flustered at times, and then he had the touchdown pass to Jadarian Price on the screen, I believe it was. And, and Tim was like, oh, you know, oh, he didn't really do anything. Listen, the overreactions oh, yeah. can be so strong both ways. People were tweeting at me when San, when uh, Angeli was was you know just tossing the ball around the yard and be like, yeah, Singer, you're probably gonna go on this post game show and just rave about your boy Angeli. Like, guys, there's you guys will overreact too negatively and overreact too positively sometimes. The great Lou Samoji would always say the truth lies somewhere in the middle, um, and it does. I thought Angeli showed some things, but at the end of the day. It's much more about what he shows in practice to those coaches rather than seven throws in the fourth quarter of a 50-point game against Pittsburgh. So I thought he looked really good. Um, there was actually a poll, Mike, on the message board. be like, what do you think about Angeli? And there was you know, a few different fun responses like, you know, uh, would love to see him start you know, against A&M or this or that. And one of the answers was, I see what Singer saw in him. And my answer to the – I was like, that's the answer. You guys can see what I saw of him his junior year in high school when he's ranked as a three-star, maybe a low four-star. And I'm thinking to myself, like, when Notre Dame offered him, I was like, I see it. Like, I, I think he's a really nice little player. And I think people are sleeping on him a little bit. Um, and then it just kind of morphed into this, you know, my well, you know fan club. Of- Do you recall it was, it was one of the sacks? Hartman took a sack. I think it was the sack before his second. Or was it? He got a sack and maybe it was the missed throw to Mitchell Evans. Mitchell Evans ran a corner route. Sam threw a terrible ball right inside. Um, but the play prior where Sam took that sack, he kind of ran into a sack. Nothing was open, right? Nothing was open. It was either Sam's going to eat the ball, try and just throw it away versus taking the sack. I don't know if Angeli – and this is when I've always talked about this singer, like in big games, like a playoff type environment against a presumable like SEC type defense speed. If a, if a play, if they've got us, if they've got on our number on a given play, I'm just begging. And I, I almost feel like it's a necessity to have a quarterback that can create. Right. So and I think Angeli's another quarterback that's, Got enough arm talent, got enough size to hang in the pocket. I think he's got the, you know, he's going to probably be a smart quarterback in terms of understanding what the defense has given him. 
but when it when you need that extra little something I hope that that's something that the quarterbacks, excuse me, that, you know, whether it's the quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator, coach Freeman, whomever takes into account when evaluating who's going to be under center next year. Right. Yeah. So that's my yeah. one. And you can't knock Angeli because he hasn't really had a chance to display that, but I, just based off of what I've seen, that's where I would have a question mark there, but he's looked good. What he's in terms of what he's been asked to do. He can't really do much more. He's, he's answered the bell. Yeah. I, I never like some of Tim's analysis on Angeli. Like he, he was supposed to be on the board today. And Tim, I'm saying this because I will talk to Tim about it Wednesday. So Tim, I know you're, I know you're watching. Um, and I know we didn't give you the chance to do that when we were talking about some of your takes on uh, Cone, uh, Cone and, and Hartman. But you know, talk about that privately. But anyways, Mike, uh, Tim is like, oh, he's just thinking and dunking. I'm like, dude, it's they're up 45 points. Like. What do you think they're going to do? They're just going to chuck the ball down the field? Like that's, and they did throw it a little bit more than, but. Well, it's, Tim, it's, it's, this is the thing. And I, and I, I, I know Tim pretty well, like yeah, in terms yeah. of watching you guys, you know, hundreds of hours. I think what Tim's, Tim's trying to be Christian and I'm putting words in your mouth, Tim, but Tim's trying to be, have a Christian take and be like, he's not that he's not as gifted as some other quarterbacks out there. So he's like choosing the route of going, well, he only dinks and dunks the ball. To your point, he's like, well, that's the play that's called. You saw Sam Hartman all started out the game. Everything was quick. If that's the play that's called. Yeah. But I'm just saying when you yeah, look yeah, at yeah. I, I hear you. film, high school film, when you look at Angeli's film, in terms of the arm talent, it's pretty apparent that like a Minchie has more arm talent than Angeli. We could argue that, but I think to Tim and myself, it's pretty fairly apparent. Yeah, I mean, two of two of my for my dolphins, he dinks and dunks, and you know, we're six and two, but we also get our you know, our butt handed to us. He was also, teams, you know, but... uh, recruited by an Alabama and he was a first round pick, so he does have. I mean, you're not going to be a first round pick at quarterback without having some you know, physical gifts. Well, <laughs> I don't think Tua has a whole lot of that, but different discussion for a different day. We're going to hear quickly uh, from Augie's locker room. Um, definitely one of our uh, longtime favorite sponsors um, at Blue and Gold. Uh, so when you come for a game, Irish fans, please make some time uh, for Augie's locker room. They have a wide selection of Notre Dame Stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one-of-a-kind Rockney items you can find. Exclusive Joe Montana signed items and famous sculptor Jerry McKenna's replicas of the bronze statues around the stadium. And Augie gets new stuff in all of the time. As I was scrolling his website, which I'll do more in just a minute here, I was seeing all sorts of new stuff that I didn't see the last time I was reading this ad. So uh, visit Augie at 1811 South Bend Avenue and see the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. If Augie doesn't have in store, he's going to go get it for you. Uh, he always has amazing stuff. So visit Augie'sLockerRoom.com uh, on the web and 574 277 um, six three. So uh, some of the new stuff um, that Mister Augie uh, has here. Um, always love to see it. Um, and a great person too. Every time I've get to talk to Augie, he's a he's a great awesome person. So uh, please check out Augie'sLockerRoom.com. And if you're in town, check him out. Um, eighteen eleven South Bend Avenue. So alrighty. Uh, Ian says went to Augie's on Friday. Ian, did you have a good time, brother? Please let me know in the chat. We'd love to hear it. Hey, real, uh, quick, real quick, Mike. Please. Yeah. Um, 
things that Singer is a fan of. Mm. Top three, okay. real quick. Let me finish my thought. Taco Bell. Yep, yep. You know Fortnite. I love Fortnite. Yeah. The Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Steve Angeli. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just let's just take the three football ones, right? So Steve Angeli and the Dolphins. Yeah. So you're arguing that uh, Tua doesn't have a lot of physical traits, and if that's true. Why was he a first-round pick in your estimation, having watched the Dolphins so closely? I don't know. I love him to death. He's very good. Like, dude, that quick game, his brain, he's he's fantastic, but like he's like six feet tall and he the he can't really throw the ball that far. But like he his dude is his, accurate. His, he's extremely accurate. His release is very good. I mean, he's got injury history. I was off the two a thing after a couple of years, okay. but this year I'm like, okay, I, I see it. him and Mike McDaniel, dude. He's absolutely perfect for Mike McDaniel. Well, I just I'm just saying. So if you're questioning Tua's ability to play the position, is it fair to call into question like your assessment of Angeli to play the position? That's what I was trying to angle toward. Sure, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so yeah, he he looked good. But yeah, back I mean in turn in regards to the game, you like what are the takeaways big picture? I thought the young talent. Yeah, I just saw a comment here no mention of, you know, Tyrese punt return. I felt like that was two weeks in a row where an older guy on the team stepped up. And against USC, it was really Xavier Watts kind of took the bull by the horns and I think the team kind of followed and this this pick game was a bit of a stinker until Tyree kind of, you know, popped the cork right there. And then you started to kind of see the energy flow. So that was really, and that was one of those runs where Tyree really called his own number. I mean, it wasn't blocked particularly well. He breaks three, four, five, six different tackles. So that's always nice to see like an older guy make plays. And you and I've been talking about that shoot and, you know, going on three, four years here. It's like, you're, it's nice to see that. I mean, Tyree, Tyree has really turned into a much better player at that receiver position than I ever thought he would. Yeah. Andrew, uh, appreciate the five there. Um, Yeah, dude. I I was thinking about Tyree today. Like when he was a senior in high school is when we brought you on, Mike, and you were like, I love, love Tyree. Now him as a running back didn't quite work out, but as an athlete, He's mm-hmm. gonna play in the NFL. I just, I see him. I've, I've said this before. Like I see him in the Patriots offense. You know, maybe vintage Patriots. I don't know about right now, but just, you know, Tom Brady just dink and dunking to him. Use him in special teams, well, like, like the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, those players are Chiefs. Sure, yeah. There's, there's, there's kids like this. Like, I mean, Kentucky had one like Wandale Robinson. You know, he's a returner. He's a running back. He's a wide receiver. I mean, that, and that's true of the NFL. I mean, the more things that you can do, the more things you can provide that coach or that play caller in terms of utility, it's the easiest way to make a team. So, yeah. um, and then, you know, Watts had another big game. And I, I talked about yeah. our pregame, pre, or pre, excuse me, preseason preview show. I think I said, I hope that this is a year that Xavier Watts can leave. Like, go to the NFL. Like, Assert yourself, go to the league. 
And I know folks are going to want him to come back, but I'm just telling you, you know, get your, get your uh, assessment from the NFL. And if you're a, if you're a second, third, fourth round pick, you should go. And I think that any, I think that any, you know, former Notre Dame player that went to the league would tell you the same thing, truly like strike while the iron's hot. So maybe that's, I mean, Xavier Watts leading the country in interceptions and the defense as a whole, I mean, last year we were damn near dead last in terms of turning the ball over. Now we, it's almost expected. And you can factor that into like your game plan or your approach to an opponent. So it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of things and then we're going to get to, uh, to super chats. Um, Mike, I noticed um, under your name there, you have that new Twitter handle and I wanted to, I wanted to bring it up and then I noticed I would even follow the boy. So um, that's my bad. Just uh, uh-huh. just give me that follow. So my, at my ghouls be forty one. If you're listening on podcast, uh, give our give our boy a follow on uh, on Twitter. He yeah, always, I, uh, I had another one for. Comments. I had another one pre. I still have that GCA football one, but that was more centered around like my training of high school kids, and it was kind of like I had a lot of Notre Dame fans on there. I did start a Patreon, so if anybody's a fan of this kind of product, it's going to be a little bit more over there, um, and a little bit more freedom you know, drop a couple F-bombs, have some creative ideas that YouTube's kind of a little bit restrictive. So I created that more so for this Notre Dame media sphere that I'm in. So yeah, go ahead and follow it. Yep, the link is uh, there in his uh, Twitter. And uh, you even got Deuce Knight following you, Mike. I don't know if you noticed that, but Deuce Knight. Um, I did you see know. that. Yeah, I did see that. Love Deuce Knight Deuce, here. Deuce Knight's been, and then we follow each other on Twitter and you could see him you know, adding people, you know, he's chirping other recruits. Like, I love it, dude. That, yeah, that gets your boy going. And I another thing, dude, I, I forget who wrote the article about Deuce Knight in Notre Dame and NIL. Who wrote that on the website? Nice singer. Sorry, forgive me. I forgot. It's okay. It's like, <laughs> but oh, talk man. about that. Talk about that. I thought yeah. that, that was great. Yeah. So I entered, I went to his high school about three weeks ago, and we sat down and talked for 25 minutes on the record, which I had never done an interview probably more than 20 minutes. So I really grilled him, dude, um, and I thought he did a phenomenal job. And I asked him like, what NIL looked like with, you know, with Notre Dame, with other schools, um, and uh, I'll pop his profile up on the screen so you guys, uh, if you're not too familiar with the uh, with the Notre Dame quarterback commit in the 2025 class, uh, an elite prospect, borderline five-star type guy. And he was like, listen, some schools did talk to me about NIL. And you know what he said, Mike? He said Notre Dame didn't really talk about NIL. And he was like, it didn't matter to me. I wasn't interested in NIL and recruiting because I want the league and what school can get me to the league and also get really good academics. Um, and that's you know why Notre Dame was such a, a – a, you know, a school that interested him. So and it give, was, it was great, Mike. Give Deuce a follow. It's at Deuce Knight. Yeah. No underscore, but now nah, the part where he said is like, my mother raised me that money is the root of all evil. And I was yeah. like, damn Deuce. And I was just like, I, I kind of like the kid a lot. Like, obviously Dude. I love him as a player. I love him as a talent. He's going to come in a little raw, but you know, the arm strength, the quick release, the size, the speed, and I like, you know, if his, if his wiring is right and he was raised right. And it's just like, man, he's going to be a fun kid to root for. He really is. So yeah. he's, he's, he's taken the right things into account on the biggest decision of his young life as it were. Right. Yeah, dude. I'm, um, I'm a huge fan of Deuce Knight and just a great kid to interact with. Um, 
yeah and 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 you got to talk to him on the show kind of just happened quickly you know when he was on for the Ohio State preview show and um you know I texted you during I was like hey do you want to talk to Deuce real quick and you're like yeah let's do it so that was uh that was really cool so um Mike before we get to super chess I'm just thinking like what haven't we talked about yet O-line linebackers you know any other position groups you'd want to want to talk about well, yeah, let's just start from back to front. The running back room, what a uh, – I think I've alluded to this on the show before, but what a challenge for, like, our next year's offensive coordinator. It's like, you know, you're going to have Kedron Young, you're going to have Jeremiah Love, Jadarian Price. It's like what a huge responsibility to figure out a way to get all these guys their touches. Offensive line played well. I've just noticed a, a few of our guys really struggle against the bull rush. So I wonder what's being taught there in terms of like, there's a couple of times I saw like our Rocco in particular, like he got walked back on a bull rush and I'm like, I wonder what's being taught there. Just random thoughts that I have um, wide receiver room. It is what it is at this point. Um, I think we're, we're doing the best we can. Hartman is Hartman. Defensive line has played outstanding. I touched on this earlier, and they've gotten better as the year has gone on. I think Al Washington deserves deserves a ton of credit. Linebackers played well. Marist is comfortable. I mean, it's been a, it's been a few weeks since you've been able to be like Marist, you know, like yeah, he's played well. He's played well. Like you don't see a lot of boneheaded things. I think defensively speaking, it's like. Uh, it's a little bit more of just like line up and play anymore. Just kind of line up and play. It's not as complex as we've seen. Um, even Ramon Henderson like made a play and he's been like a wall all year. So that was encouraging as well. Um, and obviously your corners name one, name one. They all played great. Yeah. Shout out Christian Gray for sure. Ramon Henderson. I feel like we never talk about him. So you said he's kind of been incognito. Hardly a good thing as a safety, right? You're not missing tackles and giving up touchdowns. So that's not a terrible thing to say about a safety, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But it's just nice to, yeah, guys that are out there for a guy to get his name called every now and then. It's, it's, you know, good sure. for that, right? Yeah. 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 Definitely. All right. We're going to go through some super chats. Um, John asked me a question How many other name home or away games do you see in person during a season? So the COVID couple years were tough. Uh, I try to go to about two two a year so um, i was just in time for the pit game and then um fingers crossed that i'm able to go to the clumsy i'm pretty sure i will be able to but some of some of these schools and credentials that can be kind of weird and how many they give out per per outlet so kind of got to figure that out but um you know really looking forward to uh going to the clumsy game but then wanting to go to a clumsy home game for uh for a little while there Trash says uh, ten dollars super chat. Really appreciate it. Um, says great win. Always love hanging with Mike and Mike. Well, we love it too. Trash, uh, pit coach not happy about the last kneel down or touchdown. We don't need a transfer QB. Let's go with our boys. Like and subscribe. Love blue and gold. Well, Trash appreciate you. I'm not sure the last kneel down or touchdown what he needs means there. I don't know if you do, Mike, but do you want to touch on the transfer quarterback thing? Um. Oh, do I ever? Do I ever? And this this offseason is going to be chock full of quarterback talk. I've always said to build a program, I think you want to go with something homegrown, somebody that you recruited. I mean, if you bring in and then 
if you do bring in a transfer, my two cents on bringing in a transfer, which is more than likely, and whether it's going to be to compete again, right? Sam Hartman had to compete for this job. F out of here, right? What are the criteria for said competition? Because again, Freeman was like, experience is the number one thing that I look for in a quarterback. So I, I think he would probably walk that back because if, if if experience, and I've said this going on 11 months now, Singer, if experience is the number one thing that you value at that position, then every high school quarterback you recruit till the end of time, you know, they're, they're, they're starting, starting the race in second or third place to any given transfer. Or you'll so never start like, one. Say that again. Or you'll never start one. I don't buy his comments. I don't believe that's what he means. I think that's just what he's saying. So I don't you think it's just a throwaway it. comment? I think it's a throwaway comment. Just like I think, this is my opinion, Marcus, if you're watching, or please, this is just my opinion from a guy who watches you know, pretty much every one of his conferences. I think that even when he said, well, you know, we're looking at taking a transfer quarterback for depth purposes because we, you know, we would like a fourth guy. I think that's kind of like a, like, hey, quarterback room, we're not taking anyone to start over. We just need another person because we want four scholarship. Are you talking about his most recent comments, Mike? Yes. I I disagree. I think okay. his most like we're talking about where he's saying we're going to evaluate things in the second bye week. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I'm talking about specifically where he said because we want like a four scholarship quarterback. I don't buy that. Yeah, it's interesting to pick pick apart a couple. Go ahead, seconds, yeah, right. No, it's it's interesting because you almost have to. Like, what did he mean when he was talking about we're going to evaluate on our second bye week what we're really going to do moving forward with transfer quarterbacks? The way that this guy interpreted it was that was a dog whistle out to would-be transfers. Yeah, yeah, certainly. It was him throwing up kind of the bat signal and just be like, hey, we're looking, right? And you saw how much money Sam Hartman made. But then the rub is which quarterback, if it's Angeli, Minchie, Carr, Deuce Knight, some random elite transfer quarterback like Sam Hartman was supposed to be, right? Super elite. Any elite transfer that you're going to get, if they're that elite, ought to be in the league, as I said last January. So it's like championship-level talent, is it in your room? So it's like who is the most talent, who gives you the highest ceiling at that position to go win a championship? As we've seen, the, the surrounding cast, Mike, is getting better and better and better, the defense, et cetera. So you could probably take a few lumps in developing a young kid. It's not like Sam Hartman doesn't turn the ball over. So, you know, I mean, the surrounding cast, the running back room, the tight end room, the O-line, D-line, quarterback, corners, the team around that quarterback is getting better and better and better. So it might afford you the opportunity to develop. That's just different schools of thoughts versus we're going to go pluck some ready-made quarterback you know, there's so much to unpack there. Oh, dude, it's 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 incredibly complex because there's the notion of this is Notre Dame. We don't take a lump year. You gotta you gotta go for it now because you're not guaranteed the next year. There's also the who do I want to take my lumps with? Like, do I if I believe in Carr, Minchie, or Angeli to be the future, then I. 
okay, I can see that. But if you like, if you're like, they're not ready this year, or like, I don't think they're the guy, then I think you do the transfer. It's, it's fascinating. And uh, it's why that, you know, this quarterback position, uh, you know, is as complicated to kind of figure out. And then it's like, okay, well you need a transfer quarterback that's more polished or whatever, but that transfer quarterback still has to learn a new offense. So in that regard, does Angeli, who's been in the system for two years, does he not have a leg up? Yeah. Terminology, you bring up, et cetera? You bring up a really interesting point that I want to touch on before we get to other Super Chat mics. Is the if he's if he's good enough, he should be in the league. There's like that fringe, like fourth or fifth round guy. It's like you can go and be an Ian book, you know, and then, you know, get cut after a year or two or you can make a ton of money at Notre Dame which for that fifth year, which why, is, yeah. What's that? Well, I was going to say, that's just why Sam Hartman came here. Everybody's like, did he improve his draft stock? It had nothing to do with the NFL. But also, if, if you can be a fourth or fifth round guy and you choose college over that, what are you like, and you're choosing money over like, whoa. What's what's kind of like what what's your competitive nature at? Hartman wasn't a fourth or fifth round guy. I think you put the NIL NIL side, he needed to come back another year. But if you're like a you know a fifth round guy and you're choosing the money over to your chance in the NFL, I'm kind of questioning you as a ball player. And you know, do you truly love the game? Does that make sense, Mike? It's a good no? thought. I, I see where okay. you're coming from. I'll I'll take that. I'll take a good thought. Well, yeah, it's, it's a good thought, but that's the nature of the game. I mean, remember going back, I don't know, a decade ago when guys started sitting out bowl games, it was like, mm. it was unheard of. It was seen yeah. as selfish. And then now it's just, it's routine. You feel me? Yeah. You know, you've got $200 million quarterbacks that don't play football anymore because they're too valuable. <laughs> you know, it's like, you can't play him. He's got his, a hang now. Like what happens? It's like, you know, the money, the money, the NIL, it's it's a lot of things like the competitiveness versus money versus your future versus there's a lot of things for these coaches and, and kids to consider. So it's a good thought. But I don't think if you I don't think if you passed up the NFL to be a fifth, fourth round pick to go try and make a million bucks at Notre Dame, I don't know if the NFL is going to look down on that. I don't. Okay. I'm more, I'm, curious, I'm more curious to see if Sam Hartman plays in this bowl game or not. That's another interesting thing. But I don't think Sam Hartman came here to increase his draft stock. I think he came here to increase his Instagram followers and his bank account. And I think he's knocked that out of the park. I think he did both. Yep. In my opinion. But Isaac says – uh has Tyree now lived up to a strong recruiting ranking slash hype this year after a few disappointing years at running back? We kind of touched, I mean, you, you posed the super chat um, probably before we touched on this, but I I've been up and down on Tyree as probably most of you guys have, but I would still say no. I mean, this is a guy who picked Notre Dame over Oklahoma and Alabama, you know, and he was like a five-star caliber prospect in terms of rankings and stuff. So I would still say no, but you know he's it, it's kind of been vindicated a little bit in a way, Mike. Like he, he's yeah. leaving Notre Dame on the on a good trajectory, and he could still come back. Correct? I get sometimes I get. Think I think so. I've heard. I, I might have heard you guys talk that on a step. I think he could still come back. 
because this COVID year, right, has thrown everything off. You've got all these right. 60 seniors. So, yeah, has he lived up to his recruiting hype? Who cares? But good question. And very yeah, few do. Very few do, right? I mean, to become a starter in college, I think, yeah, I think the way that he was utilized at the tailback position didn't serve his inherent – like, he was running the same style of plays that you have an Audric Estime running at 230 pounds. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, the hype, the recruiting hype surrounding Tyree was built off of speed. Yeah. Right. He, he was one of the fastest kids in the country, if not. I mean, he went to that Nike, uh, the opening event, and won the 40-yard dash. And, Mike, you know how fast you got to be to actually beat somebody in a 40-yard dash? Like, when you really think about it, I mean, it's such a short distance. True, yeah. It's crazy. Like, to the human eye, Right. It's, I mean, you're, yeah, I mean, a, a tenth of a second is bizarrely, I mean, he's bizarrely, he was bizarrely fast in high school. And that's where the recruiting was kind of centered around. So it's a, it's a feel good story nonetheless. Yeah. Honest to goodness. Yeah. I like that, Mike. Void says from last night, are we good enough to be a top 10 team? Or if we were in the top 10, is that bad since we lose when we get up in rank? Um, Probably fringe top 10 team, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I went to bed last night. Great, great super chat. Let me read that again. From last night, are we good enough to be a top 10 team? The answer is yes. Um, who do we, well, we lost to in Ohio State, which is probably a top three team in the country. And you lost yeah. to them barely, barely. Um, and then, like I said, I mean, there's, I just love football and I love this podcast and all of the things that factor into these. It's like, you know, the team, the talent-wise, are we top ten? Sure. Was was Freeman? Uh, is Freeman currently a better in-game coach now than he was against Duke? Yes. You know, like so, like there's been continual. We always just think about the team. It's like you saw Parker call a good game coming out of a bye. I just think the team is like incrementally better. And I've always said, Singer, I didn't think that this year was the year. I thought that like next year and the following year were going to be. Um, where you could really ascend and hopefully start becoming a perennial top five team. But I went to bed last night and I was just like, we're close. Okay. We're like close. It. And then I wake up and then I see the line for the Clemson game. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? Close. So. And then they got to figure out that quarterback position for next year, which is going to be fascinating. Eric yeah. says, Goolsby, from a player's perspective, thoughts on Narduzzi's post-game comments. We kind of threw his players under the bus, which I never like to see, which is why I am fine with Freeman kind of saying, oh, it's execution or experience. Like, it's a whole lot of nothing, which, you know, I don't want him to see him throw it at anyone under the bus. It's kind of just general comments. So Yeah, so I do have, I do have thoughts, and I – Forgive me, I wasn't, as you alluded to earlier, like I wasn't as plugged into Notre Dame football five years ago as I am currently, right? It's probably why the show was trash the first couple of years because I'm just getting, <laughs> getting our bearings. But um, so I wasn't entirely familiar with Narduzzi's reputation as kind of being a crybaby, et cetera. I just wasn't. But I did hear that comment where he basically said, like, we lost a lot of good players because defensively, like six of those guys are in the league now. We lost a lot of good players. I thought we did a good job of replacing them. Clearly, I was wrong. So that's, yes, in a way, he's he's blaming this on, like, poor talent. But, like, my interpretation of 
of that comment was a positive spin for Notre Dame and that like the talent gap is pretty glaring. That was my takeaway. I was like, well, damn, even the head coach of the opposing team was like, they got way better players. So ultimately, kind of a crummy thing for Narduzzi to say. Um, But it just, I turned it into a positive in regards to Notre Dame's talent gap. I like it. Eric with $2 says slow starts carry over from Kelly era. How to fix play more night games on the road. It's just, I'm telling you, Derek, it's hard to play home games. Um, It's hard to play home games in Notre Dame stadium. Sometimes it just is. It just is. I, when we figure that out, we'll bottle it and sell it, but talent allows you to overcome a would-be slow start. It just does. You just kind of lean on people long enough. Derek, thanks for the two. Trash with 10. He says, Ian Book in an interview was asked why Notre Dame can't win the big game. He responded with more than just one thing. It's recruiting talent. We got glass. What does we got glass mean? More than one thing. I push back, dude. Notre Dame's won plenty of big games. I mean, they... They haven't beat Ohio State the past two times, but they win some big games here recently. I, I still push back on that, but do you have thoughts on the Super Chat, Mike? I have to see it. I mean, I feel bad, Trash. You're a regular contributor, 10 bucks. I'd have to see the quote. But yeah, I mean, no, that's the beauty of football, the nuance, the context. Like, yeah. I mean, folks, after the Louisville loss, it was like, we wanted to fire everybody, right? And then it's like, you know, BFUB, USC, we're a top five oh. team. We go to class. Okay. We go to class. Yeah. yeah. We got class. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we yeah. Well, I would so I would agree with that. But yeah, it is it is more than one thing. The prior question, how do you fix these slow starts? I don't know. Let me sleep in Monday through Friday. Let me take let me take class from my from my couch on my in my apartment, you know, or have my girlfriend do my homework like everywhere else, right? I mean, all of those things factor into an, a Notre Dame team. I've, I've always said on this show, brother, I was tired for four years. Like anytime I could, I'd go back to the dorm and steal a 20 minute nap. I was tired, you know, and then I got to wake up and play Saturday against, you know, Michigan or whatever. It's not easy. So Mike, we talk about on this show, when I say we mostly you, right. As, as a former player, like you love Notre Dame for all of the good things about Notre Dame and all the things that Notre Dame stands for. But also with that, it's it's it can be a con for football, right? It's hard, as Freeman it's says. Hard. Yeah, Do you gotta choose hard. Else. Embrace the suck. Yeah. Embrace the suck. It is it's hard. I'm not at you know Arizona State co-eds at the pool, like, and I just yeah, I walk over to practice. I mean, spring ball, it's freezing cold. It's hard. It's hard. And it's just like, you know, these are young men and but like I said, I mean, the more talent you get, you 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 assemble, the easier it is to overcome slow starts. And then the other thing to answer that question, USC, you saw Xavier Watts come in there, you know, throwing blows, landed a punch. Team team grabs onto that energy. Tyree did the same thing this week. So if you can manufacture a bump, a little boost early on in the game, it makes it easy to ride that wave. Okay. Um, we are going to take, uh, uh, several more super chats. So if you're watching, please, like, as I always say, we really appreciate your super chats. Um, but, um, uh, you know, we, we have time constraints, not time constraints. We got crap to do. 
Okay. So, um, does that sound terrible, Mike? Can you put that better than I just did? I, I probably sound like an idiot, but like we've, we, you know, you do a fine job. I'm staying out of it. I'll tell you, I've done, I personally, okay. I've done like a 90 minute podcast before on the Patreon, filmed one earlier, did 90 minutes. Once I hit 90 minutes, dude, I'm zonked. I'm cashed out. Okay. All right. I am zonked. So let yeah. me, let's put it like that. Like I hit my hour. Um, and, and sometimes I can't go longer, but I have to be up at four in the 4 a.m. hour tomorrow. Okay. Um, Eastern time and it's, it's eight. So, um, so yeah, please. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. No, I was just going to say, if we got super chats, hit them. Okay. Let's do it. Trash wants to know if we can get a Notre Dame guy on the NBC broad broadcast, please. We can't do anything about that, but I think we would agree that we would love that as well. I, yeah, I agree. And like I said, I mean, this it's always been bad, but this week with the – it's just like, geez, Louise, it's a Notre Dame broadcast. Stop talking about the other team so much. It's it's nauseating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, Trash, appreciate you. Gary says, hey, guys, great show. Is this team ready to win out 10-2? and two? Uh, I think so, dude. I mean, Clemson's not great. Wake Forest and Stanford? I Yeah, I, you would think so. I mean – The Vegas line, I'm not going to say it worries me, but it's perplexing. And when the Vegas line came out for the USC game, same thing. Everybody was like, "Well, damn, how? What? Notre Dame can't beat USC." It's funny how things change. In you know, where in, are you at on? Where are you at in the Notre Dame Clemson game? Because you were like, have, I don't have a cohesive thought yet. Maybe I'll jump on with you and Tim on Wednesday for ten minutes or something like that. It's always a good. It's always good content. When we do it. And, and it's interesting because Tim is a – Tim respects the hell out of Southern Cal. He's a California guy. I mean, Tim really likes Dabo Sweeney as a coach. So Tim thinks very highly of Clemson. So that could be a good conversation. My first just instinct – my first instinct is this is going to be a game, and if we lose Mitch Evans – you know, at least if he sits out a week, I don't know if he's hurt, but like it's highly probable his best third down receiver is going to be out for at least a week. This feels like a game Sam Hartman's going to have to do something. Mm. I, I, I could just, I, that's what my instinct tells me. I like that. JP says, Angeli Minshew, your transfer quarterback next year at AM odds. Uh, I'm saying, I'm saying, and, and I'm, I've said this going back to, when the rumors about Hartman came in, I was the first person to say it. I'm continuing to say it. You're going to get another transfer this year. Yeah, I'd say about 65%. I would say probably. I mean, if I Freeman is saying. I don't physically think Angeli's physically talented enough. I do think Minchie gives you, he's better with his feet, just overall. Like Minchie would beat Angeli in basketball, even though he's given up a couple inches. And I think he has more arm talent. From what I know about Steve Angeli as a basketball player, I'm not sure I would take that, but we will move on. He's a really good shooter, Mike. Jonesy, $5. We're talking athlete. Yeah, I got, yeah, yeah. Jonesy says, uh, Goolsby has a highly re recruited linebacker coming through the high school rank. Who were your favorite NFL and or college linebackers that you looked up to? Good super chat. Cool. Yeah, LeVar Arrington by far. Mike Singletary. Yeah, I grew up in Chicago. You know, Dick Buckus. The football god, yep. uh, you know, 
Yeah, but no, like through the recruiting thing, it was LeVar Arrington, and ironically, Penn State was the only school to not offer me a scholarship in the Big Ten, and I understand why. Do you? Well, I want to know why. Well, I'll save that for Patreon, but it's a true story. (laughs) Yeah, but Uh, no, yeah, LeVar Arrington, for sure. I, like, idolize that guy. Um. Just saw this tweet. Michigan has pulled Jim Harbaugh's new contract offer that would have made him the highest paid Big Ten coach. You love to see that. Well, I just reading all these comments. I figured out how to read the comments. This guy says, Goolsby has zero proof to say that in regards to Angeli not being physically talented. It's like, yeah, I do. Like high school film. If I can make an assessment off a high school film, or if I can't, how are any of these colleges doing it when they choose whether or not to offer a kid? Anyways. Sloppy Joe says, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, Bama, Michigan can all have young second-year quarterbacks ready to go. Why do you guys think Notre Dame can't have guys ready? I don't think it's about not having them ready. It's just, do you want to trot those guys out there as your starting quarterback? Well, That's the question. So, Ohio State, what's the quarterback's name? Can't think of them. Five-star kid. Huh? Oh, um. The kid, uh, the kid from Utah, uh, Devin Brown. Yeah, Devin Brown. No, 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 no. Ohio State's quarterback that played against us this year. Oh, Cal McCord. Cal McCord. McCord, five-star. Clemson, Klubnick, five-star. Right, Mike? McCord wasn't. Klubnick about was. Okay. A little bit, yeah. So, I mean, that's you're looking at a different pedigree, I think, Sloppy Joe. That would be my answer. You're looking at a different pedigree in terms of their backups to guys that moved on to the NFL, et cetera. And that's just my argument is I don't think that Angeli has the physical pedigree. Um, you know, and Minchie is a true freshman, so he hasn't gotten any, you know, real life experience. Now we're in trouble with Goolsby reading our comments, says uh, sure. BG. I finally figured there's another thing I had to click. I was like, oh, the whole time, sometimes I would be watching this, the YouTube show on my cell phone. <laughs> I'm an idiot. What can I? I say? don't know what your end looks like, Cools, because I've never been on that end. Uh, but that that's that's too funny. Uh, Mike says Minchie will be on campus for 20 months by AM with two springs and two fall camps. Shouldn't that be enough, quote unquote, experience? Yeah. Again, it goes back to what the coaches want to do. Do they see it? It's. It, I really think it's talent over experience. Notre Dame has said experience, but it's talent. It's upside. It's it's again. It's 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 physical upside and willingness to take your lumps. And whether it's you know we're picking particular young players, I'm saying if they do fumble a put pass, throw a few picks, whatever. I think that the the surrounding cast is being built up strong enough to like fortify themselves against a couple boneheaded throws, personally, and like. Like I said, I mean, for the for what you got from Sam Hartman this year to not go to a playoff, is it worth starting over next year? Yeah. And if that was the case, are you going to do it again? It's there's there's no right answer to this. And we're gonna, I mean, I don't envy Coach Freeman and staff for having to sort through this, but it's it's big. Yeah, Mike, appreciate the super chat. Uh, little baby essence for ten dollars says Hartman wanted the fifth year to showcase those good looks. What does the rest of the year have in store for Notre Dame? What are we looking for these last three weeks and next year? How about so the just little, little each baby other? is my buddy from college. He's my buddy from college. Uh, we talk on the phone all the time. So Harbin wanted, yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Yeah. And it's funny where we're talking about the NIL opportunities for another transfer quarterback. Like Hartman was no pun intended, the poster boy for that. And it's like, well, I don't know if they're going to have the same opportunities NIL wise, unless they're as handsome or more handsome than Hartman. I mean, Hartman's NIL deals are more attached to his looks than they are his play. Again, just my opinion. What does yeah. the rest of the year have in store for ND? Um, we'll see with this Clemson game, man. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, they have nothing to lose, and they are fighting for their lives at home. Um, and you still think that Dabo knows what buttons to push. So I'm not assuming that we're going to just beat them based off of records. Um, yeah. That's yeah. That's a redundant question, Larry. Do better. All right, Larry. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for the super chat. Yeah. In terms of um, the good looks thing, I one of my friends, um, you know, where I live – she has no idea what I do for a living. She just knows I'm affiliated with some way with Notre Dame. And she says to me, Hey, Michael, do you know who Sam Hartman is? I see him on TikTok, and he's really good looking. That, yeah. I mean, that's kind of where Sam Hartman's at in his, uh, in his fame. Uh, Trash says, uh, no Dracovic tweet disappointed. Yeah. We didn't see Phil on, uh, on yeah, Saturday. Again, I, I think Phil needs, I, part of me feels bad for Phil. Part of me feels bad. And I just, I think some, yeah, I think hope somebody puts their arms around that guy post football because I think he's going to struggle post football. Yeah, like some of the weird tweets and stuff like this. It's like, come on, buddy, you know better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't uh, think we should beat Phil up anymore. You know, I don't. Okay. I like that, Mike. Uh, Tim says, uh, how much did offensive coordinator have on Hartman's overall success? And why would a portal quarterback consider Notre Dame if 2024 OC position is up in the air? Why would Notre Dame? Hang on. Well, let's see. How much is – yeah, it has a lot to do with Hartman's overall success, as does the offensive line, as do the wide receiver talent, lack thereof, et cetera. Why would a portal quarterback – quarterback, portal quarterback consider ND uh, money? And the way that Notre Dame's going to sell that, I mean, you're saying that the OC position is up in the air. That's your opinion, Tim, right? That's yeah. You would have thought coming out of last year that Al Golden's tenure at Notre Dame was up in the air. And now we've got a top 10, top five defense. So the, 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 the story's yet to be written on Gerard Parker. I know fans can all call – fans could call plays better than Coach Reese who wound up at Alabama. And fans can call better plays better than, than Gerard Parker too. It's astounding. But why would a quarterback consider Notre Dame cache? Cache. Notre Dame's a massive brand. Massive. Well, also, you're going to one of the most historic programs in college football. And like there, there's it's, it's all not part of the game, brother. Yeah. There's, there's I mean, if you you know, tell you, if you were an elite quarterback and you're gonna go make seventh round free agent money, the league minimum seven fifty right now, Sam Hartman's making more than that at Notre Dame and building his brand in the process. Couple more super chats, Mike. Uh, Pilney says, "Develop the quarterback." Man, a lot of quarterback talk. I, I'm. I, I want to know oh, why. Buckle up, singer. Buckle up for some quarterback talk. Oh, for sure. It's just. Is it just because Angeli played well on Saturday? Like that's what I was talking about earlier. Like it's <sighs> too overreactionary to one thing. If you have been following this YouTube channel for the past three years, we have talked so much about these guys, Steve Angeli especially. Like. 
It's just interesting that right now, yeah, but we have us as a collective channel. Like it's, it's just interesting. That's like, now we're talking about this so much more just because Angeli beat up against Pitt. Love Steve more than all of you guys do. I, I do, but like it's, it's, this is too, it's too much, but this is not on you, Pilney. This is just kind of on the. Stop, okay. Develop the quarterback room. Okay, Stop yeah. hitting the portal. Irby was right. Urban Meyer is who he means. What about Goolsby was right? I said this in January, way before Urban Meyer did. Yes, develop the quarterback room. I agree. But you got to pick one to to attach your 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 program to. And the question yeah. is, dude, does Notre Dame think? And it's another knock against Angeli. Angeli was a Kelly guy. Angeli was a Reese guy. You know, so for, it's, that 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 has nothing to do with Freeman. And then the interesting thing is, Minchie was a late ad. You know, Minchie Minchie flipped from he was committed to Pittsburgh. So I mean, there's a there's a ton of dynamics for this. There's a ton that goes into this. The the silver lining is there'll be no shortage of stuff to talk about in the off season. I'm not mad. No. And uh, we'll end the show with Tim, who says no question. Just appreciate the show. Get some rest. Well, Tim, I uh, I appreciate the the ten dollar super chat, brother. I uh, hope you uh, enjoy the rest of your evening and have a good week. Just like uh, all of you Notre Dame fans, make sure you get, before you get out of here, hit that thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. Um, and uh, we'll be back next Sunday talking Notre Dame Clemson. Goolsby, appreciate your time tonight. I thought you brought it Might as always, my friend. Might see you on Wednesday. I would love that. Let's I, do it. Uh, all right. We'll do it. I uh, won't be on the whole time. I'll just chit chat. Yeah, it is bit. a 5 p.m. Central start. Okay. Put okay. it in my phone if right that- now. Put in your phone right now. If you have to do it from the car or whatever, you know, we can make that happen. Um, so yeah, we're going to go six to seven um, uh, Eastern. Yeah. Six to seven Eastern. And then, uh, yeah. So that's going to do it for today's show. Um, Derek, I definitely, appre- I, I answered your super chat. It was the short one in all caps. You misspelled the word too. I remember. I don't. He was talking about the slow start. Yeah, you talk about the slow start. Five minutes, Derek. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got you, Derek. So just, just great thing about YouTube is you can watch back. So we we definitely talked about that, Derek. Um. So yeah, everyone, enjoy the rest of your night. Uh, great show tonight, and uh, as always, folks, we will catch you next time.